welcome, welcome, welcome back to the one and only Minorities Report podcast. Your weekly deep dive into all things movies and entertainment through a colorful perspective. Your favorite minorities are reporting for duty. We got myself, Raul, Shama, and Drizzy Drake in the dizzy back. She's back being mean to me. I'm hoping I can make her smile. <laughs> the potty mouth princess herself, the Desiree Nevado. How are you? That was not the way to do it. That was... Does not. That, that didn't not work? No. Uh, the whisper. No, unless you were like, you know, saying the whisper song. Also, that's, I'm that's not mean. <laughs> Can I just say that? No, 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 no. There's a difference between mean she's, and mean to me. She, yeah, yeah, she's standoffish, if anything. No, I don't know. I would call her standoffish. To, to Colby. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd agree with that. <laughs> to Colby, yes. Yeah. Obviously, Kobe's the, like, the audience can pick it. Colby's like, let's up. go left. She's like, let's go right. Colby's like, we should not jump off the bridge. She's like, yes, we should. <laughs> <laughs> but this is what makes us work. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Guys, how's it going? I, I'm pretty sure I have... I don't have a toothache. I have a teethache. I have, like, a headache in my teeth right now. You have a headache in your teeth? Uh-huh. What? Like, all across my jaw. When's the last time you've been to the dentist? <laughs> wait wait I'm, I'm gonna guess i'm gonna guess over under five years what do you think shama hey. um probably probably i the last time i went to the dentist oh gosh was when so that would have been before or after you got married oh before i got married oh my god <laughs> yeah dentist every six months I, have, I haven't been in probably 10 years oh my god guys that is crazy how like, I go to the dentist, like, every six to nine months, and I have tons of things happening in between. Bro, what's in your mouth? Nothing, but, like, I mean, like, I don't, like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> That's I, what I'm thinking. I'm like, wait a second. Like, I have to clean my mouth. I always have problems. I have pains and aches and, and everything, usually in April and September, every year. So you you're know? telling me that pains and aches don't go away when you They go, go the away, dentist. but, like, sometimes, like, I love to clean them, uh, the, 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 the biannual cleaning, you know, like. Yeah, with a fucking toothbrush. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I used to brush. I brush my teeth every every day three times, and I do mouthwash three times. And at work, I mouth, I rinse my wash. My, I mean, my rinse my wash. I, I mouthwash my mouth. Uh, I rinse my wash three four <laughs> times. You know what? I rinse my wash. I rinse my wash. Well, listen. No, listen. So so I six years. I hate the dentist. You know, I grew up. You know, when I was a kid, I used to hate. I used to hate needles. I used to hate injections, like of any kind, any kind. Oh, I don't mind the in, in injections. Let me, let me finish. Yeah. I used to hate them. Because okay, I know a lot of people don't mind them. And people will tell me all the time, oh, they're not that bad. They're not that bad. And so, I, but I still screamed and I still cried when I was a kid. I grew up and I've grown out of the needle. I still, I don't like looking at when they put a needle in my arm. You know, I look away. But like I can handle the pain. feels like a pinch. And they're right. They tell me, it's just going to feel like a pinch. You're right. At the end of it, I'm just like, you know what? You're right. It did feel like a pinch. Dentists are fucking liars though. Because the one in your mouth does not feel like a pinch. It's like it a feels, long pinch. It's a long yeah. and extremely painful pinch. It feels like somebody is is just Actually, like stabbing it. me. I like it too. I didn't want to say it's it. It's like I really like it. Not a sadistic or something. But like I, I really like, yeah, when they, they're pinching in my mouth. Oh like, my God. I feel like so satisfied. Oh, you know, like, so I wasn't going to say it first. And then the one in your mouth, there's no way to not see the gigantic needle. And then usually they have to hit you to more than once. Yeah, yeah like two, three oh times. Two, three times God. for me, at least to, to numb it, you know? No, I hate the dentist. And then I on top love of the that, dentist. On top of that, 
you leave, you can't fill your mouth, you talk funny for the rest of the day, and you accidentally bite your tongue. It's awful. Yeah, it's true. Well, the thing, I do have a little, like, a, a stigma against dentists right now because I had a, a really bad dentist the last time I went. Oh, yeah. He broke my tooth. Oh. Wait. He was going ham on the drill, and he fucking broke my tooth. So oh. now I have a cap, oh. <laughs> which was really unnecessary. Um, so. And this was actually the last time she went to the dentist. And it was, he, it was actually right when, uh, you know, the I'm about to go ham, you know, like by Kanye and, uh, you know, <laughs> it's when that song came out and he was jamming out to that. Yeah. Know, I, honestly, there, there are, there are dentists. I never come across one, but there are dentists who drill incessantly on purpose to try and do that so that they can charge you more. Yeah, bro. They're, yeah, they're super it's crooked, just... man. You can't, you can't. Like, I, I never yeah, tr- are, I yeah. never trusted a dentist because I couldn't afford insurance. So that's why I. No, so, you're talking, so, you're, so you're telling me the dentists are the car mechanics of the. Yeah, pretty world? much, pretty much. Isn't that unfortunately? Awful? Isn't that yeah. unfortunately? Like I don't want to admit it. I have lots of dentist friends. Like uh, they do it. Yeah, but no, no, no. I mean, like, but I, my my friends are are good. But like, I mean, I I've seen it a lot. Mm-hmm. I've seen it in a lot. Friends? No, not in my friends, but I've seen like you I, name I've out been, their offices. Unfortunately, their during some time when I was working abroad, like. I went to dentist in Germany. I went, I've been to a dentist in, of course, like in addition to Egypt, my entire life. But I've been to a dentist in Germany, dentist in uh, in Saudi Arabia, dentist in uh, in China, and dentist in India. Every time, like literally, when I stay there, like for two or three months, something bad happens to me, and I've seen it. And they are all the same everywhere. So, so like, are you saying comparatively in the U.S. dentists no, are the worse? They're, they're, they're all the same. They're all the same. They are trying like to to break things, just like to charge more, do more things. They tell you like you have more problems. And dentists that... out there, just can I just say fuck you because you're messing with something the bad that ones, is please, so yeah. important. Not our like, like it's our teeth. Yeah. It's our teeth. Yeah. Like you. If I have dentists, I'm only two weeks, so hopefully you will not listen to the podcast. It's just like, is this trying? Is this you trying to get on my good side right now? What is this? No, I just like think it's cute. I, I really want to get a soundboard because it's our teeth. I can't even do it right. What? Yeah, you make. <laughs> I love guys. If you see Dedra's face, you can feel like on on the, her face. What the f are you doing? You know, it's on her face. Anyways, Shama, how was your week? Actually, of course, like I was like very excited and static and like uh, I have euphoria. It was D23, the D23 Expo, which if you guys know, it, it happens every two years. And we'll talk about it today in the news. But like um, in addition to work, I, I unfortunately I wasn't able to go this year, but hopefully 2021 I'll be there. But I, I literally covered everything at D23 this year. Exciting. Yeah, it was really nice, really exciting. I was, I, I, I have tears of joy, and I was crying that I'm not there. Especially like I was offered to to have the three days for free, but I didn't have the time to go. So, hmm. cool, That's awesome. Yeah, what about you, Raul? How was your weekend? Uh, it was busy. Uh, it Raul's was, barely been home. Yeah, yeah, I'm not home much. Work a lot, but busy. Got to squeeze in some movies, which was awesome. He's um, not home much, but he squeezed in some movies. Yeah, squeezed in some movies. Yeah, for you guys, for the podcast, for our leisure. and went to Charlotte, so... Listen, I did not know I was going to You went to, to Charlotte Harvard. half an hour before I came home from work, I, so... Listen, so I told, I told my friends that I was going to do this whole, like, it's called a foam glow run, and it's basically, like, it's, it's at night, yeah. and it's, like, this foam that glows, kind of like the color run. 
And, dark, yeah. yeah, and they were like, oh, she texted me the day before, and she was like, oh, okay, so we should leave at 4.30, because it's going to take us two and a half hours to get there, and I was like, what? <laughs> Where are we going? Because <laughs> you guys booked it, like, months ago, right? Yes, and I was like, I thought it was, like, ten minutes away. What do you mean? So it was, like, a whole day thing. We didn't get back until, like, 1 a.m. <laughs> Colby, how was your week? Yeah, really busy. Um... Guys, I, I really, I, I forgot how much I didn't like buying a house the first time. Like, it's rewarding once you get in there, but just everything leading up to it has been a piece of shit. Um, but it's good. It'll be done with. Uh, I, clo- I go to close on my house tomorrow. I'm really, really, really excited to get everything over with. It's been, but busy, busy, busy week. You know, I'll be, ha- I'm very happy for a brand new week to start and be over with. Um, I'm ready. I think I'm ready for another vacation. Oh, let's are ready for other for another vacation all I'm the time. I'm ready for a vacation. I'm ready for a vacation. I'm ready for, I'm ready for a first please. vacation. First yeah. vacation. Wait, so you got you guys had a vacation after you got married, right? Yeah, yeah our like, honeymoon. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> What's wrong with ago? you, Caden? What's wrong with you? Oh my god! Stop planning, guys. You went you went on a vacation uh, three years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I did not go to any vacation since my honeymoon in January. So. Oh wow. <laughs> Well, it's been a while for me. I, I, yeah. I, I, I'm really an unhappy person if I don't take a vacation like every three months. So didn't he just get back from Europe? He, did. he said three months, every three. Months. He actually three just months. got one month ago. He went on a 16 day vacation. So. That was bro. That was in the middle of June. Oh, he was he going to LA in, in in a month, right? Huh? Yeah. You're going to LA in a month, right? That's yeah. your vacation. In November. in November. Yeah, I have a gig. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm going there for a job. Okay. That's not. Fun. That sounds like. Shama's taking a vacation the same week. Uh, you are not. No, no, I hate you. No, I'm not. I'm not. It was gonna be a surprise. No, no, I did not tell Logan that I'm coming. No, surprise. I swear to you, if you show up in LA, you're gonna be in so much trouble. No, it will be like a coincidence. You know, like, <laughs> you know, like, like we're walking around. Oh my God, that's where you're here. He's like in line to Holland Rays with us. Yeah, Holland Rays. Just like Holland Rays, I'm going to uh, Anaheim for Disneyland. Then I might see you all around. You know? Is this real? <laughs> no. No? No, it's not. Uh, Raul? It's not real. It's not. He wants it to be What real. he didn't tell you is that I'm definitely fucking going. Do you prefer Kaylin to come or Shama? Shama. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, people. Would you please consider giving the show a follow at mreportpod on Twitter and Insta. Subscribing to the website for any and all new content at mreportpod.com. Send us an email at mreportpodcast at gmail.com. First up on the report, we've got the box office, and it's another dump and glut of movies that not a lot of people went to go see. Box office is down like by 5% comparatively to what it was last year, but... Taking the number one spot, you got Angel Has Fallen. Gerard Butler and his abs bring out $21.2 estimated million dollars at the box office. Is that your number one movie of the uh, of the weekend? In the number two spot, you got Good Boys. Real quick, the, the only comment I'll make about Angel Has Fallen is uh, I'd like to point out that Tom Cruise is 10 years old. Exactly. Gerard Butler does not age well. Like He really looks old. Like he looks so old. He will turn 50 in November this year. Brad Pitt is, is eight years older than him. Yeah. Uh, What's wrong with aging? Tom Cruise ten years older than yeah, him. Don't be like, ages, no. you he, dick. Just, he just he has a chance yeah. to work out more. No, like, no, 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 no. Have you seen it's his just... abs, bro? No, no, no. Like there is a scene that he when he took off his shirt, you can see his back. Oh, it's, it's his <laughs> getting old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're. <laughs> What's wrong with you? 
Bear is aging very nice. No, he's not aging very nice. We can't be <laughs> Brad Pitt's and That's not what it looks like in this movie. Okay? And Tom Cruise. Tom, and Tom Cruise. Uh, well, Tom Cruise is aging. He, yeah, but like he looks like he's nine years older than him and he still looks younger. Uh, yeah, he, you guys are so... It, what are you... Bro! Oh my gosh! You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Watching the movie Papa, I'm going to give you so much shit in ten years and compare you to No, no, you will Pitt see. I'm actually, I'm, I'm losing weight now. I'm looking younger. <laughs> I'm looking younger day he, after day. He, he doesn't drink a drop of How alcohol. are your abs doing? I'm sorry? How are your abs doing? <laughs> I, 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 I'm growing them Have up. you looked at your back lately? Yeah, it looks like stretcher. It's more stretcher than it is. <laughs> oh yeah, I just have one question. Kobe, what's the second spot in the box office? Beanbag Boys for Life. Good Boys hey. takes the number two spot with $11.7 million, bringing in a total domestic hume of $42 million. It's a pretty successful film. I'm excited to go see it again for a second time very soon. Yeah. In the number three spot, you got Overcomer. Taking in $8.2 million, which is actually pretty... Wow. Uh, it, it, not bad. Uh, it's doing great in the South. It's, it's doing well, yeah. It's doing great I mean, in the South. Yeah, Shocker! Yeah. Really? This no, type really of film like in the Bible Belt it, definitely uh, yeah. it hits Selling out pretty big. Yeah, in the number four spot, you got Lion King bringing in $8.1 million, along with Fast and Furious at the five spot, bringing in $8.14 million. It just crossed globally $600 million oh, uh, for Hobbs and Shaw, which still, in my opinion, seems really, really low, but um, we yeah, know that yeah. they've got a lot more to be able to do with future installments. Um, another new entry into the top 10, you got Ready or Not bringing in only $7.5 million. Um, it weirdly opened up on a Tuesday night um, release, yeah. which is an, yeah. an, an odd choice. I, I, they were trying to get the five dollars and starting on Tuesday. I mean, I guess it, it, what sucks. It's it's a you know we'll, we'll talk about this movie a little bit later, but it was a really fun movie, but just not enough people yeah, we'll have a special guest. went to go see it. Yeah, oh man, yeah, this special guest yeah. is special guest. very special. Um, yep. Yeah. So in the number seven spot, you got Angry Birds movie two um, with six point three six million dollars. Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark at the number eight spot with six million. Door in the Lost City of Gold at five point two million. And actually, based on its budget, it looks like it is starting to make a little bit of money as it opens up to more territories overseas. And in the number nine, excuse me, number ten spot, you got Once Upon a Time in Hollywood bringing in a solid five million dollars. It just crossed one hundred twenty-three million dollars domestically and is looking very good for Quentin Tarantino. And that's your weekend box office. Next on the report, we've got the news, news, news. Oh my God, the news, guys. This weekend was phenomenal. It's the D23 Expo. It happens every two years. And this year was full of news. They announced tons of things for the Disney parks. We will not have time to talk about them today, but like one of them is like a Moana ride at Epcot, a Mary Poppins ride at Epcot, the, the Avengers Campus at the Disneyland. We'll have the like Spider-Man ride at Disneyland. We'll have the Iron Man ride, the Ant-Man ride, the Ant-Man restaurant. Um, it's it, it will be phenomenal. Yeah, restaurant. Yeah, the Avengers Campus is coming to Disneyland. You get tiny food at the. Uh, it's something like you. The ride just opened. It's the same ride that just opened at Disney Hong Kong, and like uh, as if like you are um, like how you the kids, you know, because you are you are a mini like the Ant Man and things are big inside the ride, and it, it's really good. Like um, the video, if you guys can check the video for Disney Hong Kong for Ant Man, and you'll see how phenomenal it is. And they are doing it at Avengers Campus in Disneyland, California. In addition to lots of things opening for uh, for the Disney parks, a Disney cruise based on Tangled, um, it's wow. a lot of things happening. Yeah, yeah, lots of things. Wait, a cruise based on Tangled? 
It's yeah. just hair in the hallways. And it's in your it's food. called Disney. It's a new cruise called Disney Wish to start sailing in uh, summer 2021. That's cool to narrow a cruise down to one specific theme instead of just like Mickey and Minnie everywhere. Yeah, you will have Mickey and Minnie there and all the characters, ah. but like the main no the main <laughs> in the morning. Stay on brand, Disney. Only, only in the breakfast, you know. But like the main thing and design and everything will be about uh, about Tangled. And from Disney parks and Disney characters, like we have the big thing that that was mainly. Part of the three days talking about a Disney a D23 Expo was the Disney Plus. We were talking about Disney Plus in literally every other every episode we talk about Disney Plus. And now we got confirmed that um, every show that we talked about before will be weekly. Um, in addition to the shows that we all know about uh, from, from The Mandalorian to, uh, to Loki to... Um, um, weekly. That means like you can't binge watch them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you cannot binge watch them until like till they're all out. Do you guys so, like that or no? Yeah. Uh, I don't hate it, but I I mean I also like I really like binging. Yeah, yeah binging is really good, <laughs> but but this they are trying because they don't have enough new, uh, new content yeah, it makes to start. Sense. So I think they will do this maybe the first two years, then afterwards they will start like. Uh, uh, dumping them on the same day or something. But we already know about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision, Loki, and What If, and Hawkeye. And they, they, they confirmed that we will have a, a Miss Marvel TV show on Disney+. Plus. For you guys that don't know Miss Marvel, she's the first uh, Muslim um, superhero. She's a fan of Captain Marvel, and she will definitely appear in the next Captain Marvel movie, Captain Marvel wow. 2. They confirmed Sweet. this at D23. So and yeah, it's, it's about time. It's about time for a, for female power for no, uh, minority. I'm talking about Muslim. Ma- yeah, Muslim power, minority power. So it's something good. They announced Moon Knight. They did not say who will be the character, who will be uh, the anything in the movie yet. I mean, the TV show. And they announced the She-Hulk. Like for you guys that don't know She-Hulk, oh, yeah. she's the cousin of Bruce Banner, and she's a lawyer. And um, the TV show will be about her. Nothing is confirmed yet to have more than one season. But probably the only one that's com- that that rumor saying that we'll have more than one season for now will be one division. I think they will start, they will film them back to back to have the second season. At the D twenty three, they released, they give the they were uh, dispensing posters for free for one division. It's a very nice poster for Rwanda and the Vision sitting uh, on a couch, and they were uh, giving posters for uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier, and the Winter Soldier like with a with a new look, shaving his face, and he looks like different. They released some pictures for what if when Agent uh, Carter is the, um, it would be like Captain England, you know, like, uh, you know, like you guys, what if is um, if the character got the superpower of some, so like we know Piggy Carter would be the superhero and uh, Steve Rogers would just be her husband and he would not have any superpowers. So that's something like in what if. And they confirmed that uh, 94%, which they do not say who's not reprising the role, but 94% of the Marvel Cinematic Universe characters would be reprising their roles for what if. Uh, from from they did not confirm this yet, but from what we know that what if will be playing at least for five years. Every week an episode, it's an animation show, but it's still in part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. So this is yeah, this is about the the TV shows for Disney Plus for Marvel. Um, we already know that The Mandalorian will start on November 12th. It's a, the first live action Star Wars TV show. They confirmed um, a prequel for Star Wars Rogue One that would be a TV show as well for Cassian Andro, uh, Cassian Andor and uh, K3PO, which is the Diego Luna character and the Alan Tudyk characters. They will have they will have a TV show for them. It's uh, it's uh, confirmed to be a 11, 11 uh, episodes, I think, and this will start filming uh, by the end of this year. 
and um, they got the whole cast for the Eternals on on the on the stage. Right. We, it's all oh, every man. character that we heard about it, but in addition to Kit Harrington, Jon Snow, he, he's doing the. Uh, Did you just say Jon Snow? Jon Snow. Yeah, Jon. His name is Kit. Jon Snow's name is Charles. <laughs> Kit Harrington. Kit oh. Harrington. Wait, but his name's not Jon Snow. No, it's like for you guys. Like, his Kit, name's not even Jon Snow in the show. Kit Harrington, <laughs> Jon Snow will be playing Din Whitman, which is the Black Knight. He's, the Black Knight is one of the one of the Eternals. He appeared the first time in the Avengers. His superpowers are like he's a swordsman. He's a, he's a, has he has magic senses, kind of the Spidey senses, something something like this. And uh, he's a, he's a, he's a big thing in the Eternals. Like in addition to Angelina Jolie, in addition to Kumail uh, Nanjiani, in addition to Salma Hayek, he uh, the Eternals probably would be a big uh, will be a very big thing. That's what they are aiming for. Yeah. yeah, everybody really excited for this. Um, that's that's for uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They announced finally that Black Panther Two is coming in May 2022, which is, yeah, it's really great, but it's far away. Like two years and a half from now, almost three years. But even the first thing, the thing that Ryan Coogler, the director of the movie, said on the stage that like we are not taking our time, but we are trying to make a very good thing, a very good movie, and that's what Kevin Feige agreed on. Uh, they showed some fo- some footage for, uh, for the, ne- the next movie that the, the next superhero movie nominated for for the Oscars will be twenty twenty three. No, hopefully something else before this year. Oh my God, probably. So uh, they released some footage for um, for Black Widow. They released the poster for Black Widow. David Harbour characters on uh, David Harbour's character on the poster. Uh, people loved the the footage for the that they released. It's like a teaser trailer for Black Widow, and um, that's all about uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe that was released at D twenty three. In addition to more things coming, like uh, Kevin Feige in one of the interviews, he confirmed uh, Guardians of the Galaxy three is coming. Um, um, yeah, that's that's all about Marvel Cinematic Universe. Star Wars. They announced um, the they showed footage. the tra- The trailer was released for the Mandalorian. Gorgeous! People, like, it was so it. It's good. Phenomenal! It's phenomenal. John Favreau did a very good job. I really want them to use John Favreau to do to make another Star Wars trilogy. Like if we're using uh, DB Weiss and uh, David Benioff to do their trilogy. And we are having the one from uh, Ryan, um, Ryan Johnson, Ryan Johnson. Johnson. And, from the, and from the other trilogy from Ryan Johnson, I really want to see something from John Favreau other than like uh, The Mandalorian. And they confirmed the uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi TV show, it's a limited series, uh, reprising his character again, Ewan McGregor will be reprising the character again. And that's, that's for Star Wars. Kathleen Kennedy and J.J. Abrams appear, appeared on the stage with the entire cast for uh, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Um, they talked about the movie. They talked about the challenges they are, they have. They released a teaser trailer there, but they they ask everybody to take off their phones. Like not the same thing that happened with. They allowed everybody to to, to film the trailer for Black Widow and the trailer for uh, everything else, but the Rise of Skywalker. They just asked them to take off their phones. Hopefully, the trailer will be released soon. But they said like they, it has like some kind of a surprise in the trailer, and uh, we'll talk about it later. Um, that's all about. Uh, the Star Wars and the Marvel Cinematic Universe for Disney, Disney Plus. They released the trailer for Noel. It's a Disney Plus movie coming on November 12th, uh, starring uh, Anna Kendrick and Bill Hader. It, it looks like a nice one. They released the, the trailer for the Lady uh, Lady and the Tramp, uh, the, the animation movie, the remake from, from the original. And it looks better than I expected, but I'm still skeptical about it. 
that's all about the Marvel Cinematic Universe and Star Wars on Disney Plus. In addition to the animation show, um, uh, we know that uh, The Rock and uh, Emily Blunt are doing the Disney Jungle Cruise movie based on the, the Jungle Cruise ride at Disneyland and Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World. Uh, they released part, uh, some of the footage for the movie. We know that the movie will be released in May 2020, uh, April 2020. I'm sorry. And one more thing that they announced at D23 that was not uh, that's not for Disney Plus, of course, other than the Disney Jungle Cruise, uh, the Pixar movies uh, Onward and Soul. Onward, we already saw the trailer uh, starring uh, Chris Pratt and uh, Tom Holland, and they announced the the they show some footage for the new movie Soul from the same director that did Monsters and Up and Inside Out. They said it would be one of the greatest movies of all time. Everybody working on this movie said so, starring Jamie Foxx. As the main character, yeah, as the main character in the movie, um, yeah, D twenty three Expo was something huge. Um, for full details, uh, you can you can check Minorities Report uh, uh, on Twitter. We covered every single thing that was announced at D twenty three Expo. From D twenty three Expo on the news to it chapter two early reactions, um, the critics, the early screeners. People love the movie. Some people said it's better than the first one. It's two hours and 48 minutes. They, they did enjoy every single minute of the movie. Um, we will try to watch it early and we'll talk about it later in one of our future podcasts, future episodes. That's all about the news today. Oh, you take a breath, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Use my oxygen? Yeah, I just gave it to him. Next on the report, trailers. All right, guys, some good stuff dropped this week. <clears throat> and... Uh, Really, really good stuff to, to talk about, to chew on. So first show we'll talk about, guys, uh, Antlers. Uh, this is a, a movie coming out pretty soon, uh, starring Carrie Russell, uh, Jesse Plemons, and uh, it seems to be set in a small town in Oregon where a teacher and her brother, uh, who's a local sheriff, become entwined with a young student harboring a dangerous secret with frightening consequences. Uh, this... Um, this this trailer was is very vague. A lot of it, if you guys maybe some of you guys out there don't fully remember it, it's because it, like really not not much happens. It's a sequence of, of shots and images, and over it is this voiceover of this kid telling this odd story. And again, we're just seeing images of Carrie Russell reacting to his story and the things that he's doing that are again very vague, very odd. Um, this seems like a movie that like could be good, could be really interesting, um, and definitely likely be very dark. But it also gave me that feeling of I don't know if you guys remember It Comes at Night, where like I feel like the trailer was also felt like this very dark, very interesting. Everybody seemed like interested in seeing what this was about, this horror. And then you go into it, and it was I don't know about you guys, extremely disappointing film to me. Yeah, I really, uh, I really hope that Antlers is nothing like that. Yes, that's Please, it. Yeah, I hate it. So, so I'm glad I wasn't sure how you guys felt about this trailer, but but that's my concern. How about you guys? Yeah, no, I thought it was really impressive. Um, I I love the imagery. I love just this little boy's very kind of ominous, just straightforward, you know, recanting of this, you know, this this story, and it's not going to be anything like it. And then just that final image of whatever this creature is. I'm yeah, I'm sold. Yeah. I'm so happy that Guillermo del Toro uh, produced this movie because, like, he did a good job uh, producing scary stories to tell in the dark. So I'm, I'm really hopeful this, this one would be a good movie, and I don't really want it to be anything like it comes at night. <laughs> it comes at night. Was the, the, the marketing was really good. 
The standees was really good. The posters, everything made us were expecting a very good movie. Joel Edgerton was like the worst performance ever. Like the entire movie was horrible. So please, I hope Anthers is not that bad. All right, another awesome trailer that dropped this week. Okay, I will talk about it. Uh, another trailer dropped this week: Black and Blue. Uh, it's an action thriller where rookie cop who was is played by Naomi Harris. Love her. Um, she inadvertently captures the murder of a young drug dealer on her body cam, um, and then she realizes this. She realizes the murder was was uh, committed by corrupt cops, and then she te- teams up with uh, Tyrese Gibson. To try to expose these police officers while she's being hunted down. Um, Colby, how did you feel about this trailer? I actually enjoyed it way more than the other film that I'm kind of comparing it to, 21 Bridges with Chadwick Boseman. Um, This seems like corrupt cop crime drama thriller done a little bit better. Except I'm skeptical with movies that have Frank Grillo in it as how much I'm going to take it seriously. (laughs) It's also got... um, Oh my God! The Luke Cage. Played Luke Cage, and I just Luke Cage, Mike Coulter. Yeah, Mike Coulter. Yeah, I cannot stand him, bro. He is like, I read. He is. He looks like. Oh, you look like you should be like this very imposing figure, but you're not. And I just, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping. I really, really hope with uh, having Naomi Harris on there that I'm gonna like this movie. Um, I really enjoy the trailer. I just, I really hope it's like maybe two levels better. Yeah, hopefully. Sure. I agree on this. Like, I really, I really want it to be good. Like, I love Naomi Harris. Like, the, the trailer looks uh, interesting. Uh, I when I saw Mike Coulter on the screen, I said, "Oh my God, please! I think this would be bad because of him." I don't, I don't dislike him, but like uh, Luke Cage was was okay. But what made me like so excited to watch this? The guy was, that was playing Lom, uh, Romulo in uh, Captain America. Yeah, Frank Grillo. Frank, Frank Grillo. Frank yeah. Grillo. Yeah, Frank Grillo. Like he was like. I said, like, this guy should really be acting in more things. Because I oh, think, he like, is. He he's a, he's, a, he's in yeah. bad B-movies in Netflix. I think, I think Colby, Colby hates him is what he... No, I don't hate him. Actually, I, I, I like him quite a bit. It's just every movie that he ends up being in is not good movies. Yeah. yeah. Romulo well, is like... I, 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 love, uh, I love Tyrese, and I'm just glad to see him. And again, everybody hates Talk Too Fast, Too Furious, but it introduced Tyrese. Oh, uh, introduce Tyrese. Tyrese been out forever. <laughs> Maybe introduce him to you. <laughs> no, to the to the Furious franchise. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's, that's he's yeah. he's forever, baby boy. He is. Oh my gosh, baby boy. Uh, <laughs> watch watch that with Dez. I love to hear a review from that. Bet we're gonna do that. <laughs> um, but but no. As far as for me, the, this tra- I really love the first half of this trailer. And there was something about the first half of the trailer that I was like, oh, I'm really really digging it. And I love the voiceover. Of the the officer giving her this, the, the, you know, the, 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 basically telling her like, you're no longer black. You know, you may, you may be a black woman, but the moment you became an officer, you put this uniform on, you're blue and, and even your own people are not going to embrace you. And I really like that, that whole voiceover and the imagery and all this stuff. And f- from the moment you see that she sees the person get killed and they're after her, it, it, it's, it's actually from the moment that Tyrese says like, uh, go to the police, they'll help you. And she's like, it's the police that did this. And I like from there on, literally that very moment, it's just like, oh, the movie just got so much worse. Yeah, and it's, it's, <laughs> what made me, makes me like so skeptical about this as well, that I'm afraid it will be bad because he's the same director that did The Intruder and Traffic. Traffic, yeah. Yeah, or Traffic. Like, and, and both of them, like, they have the same flaws. They have the same pro- like, the, the directorial problems, you know. So hopefully he learns from his mistakes and he'll make a better movie. So 
We'll see. All right. And another interesting trailer that dropped this week, Bombshell, uh, starring some some uh, Academy, Academy Award winning and nominated women, yeah. Margot yeah. Robbie, Charlie Theron, Nicole Kidman, um, and it's uh, the the a group of women decided to take on Fox News head Roger Ailes and the toxic atmosphere he presi- uh, presided over in the network. Um, Des, what did you think of this trailer? Well, when I saw the trailer, I had no idea what it was about. Um, and I'm just going to give you my perspective on the trailer from somebody who didn't know what it was about. And honestly, I thought it was about an affair. Huh. <laughs> um, because there was, um, so they all go, the first girl goes into the, to the, um, Incubation. elevator and she looks terrified and she hits level two and then another woman comes in and. She's the one who struck me as like the wife. If this was a Charlie's there, yeah. yeah. Um, and she didn't need to hit level two, and the other girl looks scared of her. And then this other woman comes in, and she just looks like a ball buster, and um, is also going to level two. And it's just, I was just like, what is going on? It just felt like this guy maybe was playing three women, and one was aware of it. And was terrified she was going to get in trouble. That's what I got from it. I just I just didn't know what it was about. Like, you really have to know what it's about for the trailer to make any sense. And to me, it was like about an affair in an office building, which is not what it's about at all. So yeah. I don't know if that's a failure for the trailer or um, uh, not. That's, it's an interesting perspective because you're absolutely right. Without knowing, like, are you familiar with any of those three women, like who they are in real life? I, I still don't know what it's about. Apparently, it's a scandal. I don't, I, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, so it's, it was a very public scandal at a huge media conglomerate. And Megan Kelly, who's played by Shirley, and I got to tell you, Shirley. hauntingly well done makeup. Like, I. Yeah. yeah. Like, it doesn't even look like it her. Does. Like, it is so this, freaky. Like, what I, happened to I, me? I, like, don't, I do not understand because I know distinctively what Charlize Theron looks like. And are distinctively yeah. what Megyn Kelly looks like, and I had no idea that they can make them yeah, two into the, the same person. Colby, this what really made like like the the beginning of this year when they announced that they're making a movie about the scandal, and they it, it it had a different name at this time. Yes, but but then then I was looking at the trailer, then I found like uh, is this Megyn Kelly on the t- on the screen? I really did not realize that the, that bombshell is about the story, and this is Charlize Theron for like a second or two, you know. It's it's crazy. It's but crazy. you were gonna say what it's about. Yeah. Correct? So essentially, there was a lot of really, and this is kind of like you know, part me too, part times up, part a lot of just nefarious stuff that was going on, you know, at the news station that led to a lot of shakeups and people being let go, and Megyn Kelly ultimately leaving, you know, the company. And then you be- so what happened? So I mean, so essentially, what ends up happening is that it it all becomes very hush. Um, there were men who were sent away for having perpetrated wait no what happened like did they accuse somebody of something of sexual like what assault. happened yes yeah, se- yes yeah, sexual, sexual assault. assault me too yeah, yeah, yeah. he said me too on time i understand me too so who why are we not being specific it sounds like you guys are like working your way around the story so who's the guy no there's there's dozens of guys oh there's lots the of head yes. of fox news the head of fox news was at the, the tippy top of this yes He's and everybody was complaining about an sexual assault. Of he just, just like yeah. sweep it under the rug. It was a boy. It was, a, it was just a boys' club going on. Yeah. Yes. Fox News. Yes. Yeah. So that's the part of it that's really tough. Is that I'm not surprised. Yeah. So it it <laughs> it, 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 it was I mean, it it happened several years ago. 
And it's one of those things where if you talk to people about it who watch Fox News, they believe it's all a hoax. If you talk to people, of like, course, no, because they watch Fox News. Correct. <laughs> correct. It's like, oh, you know, where did Bill O'Reilly go? He's on vacation. How long has he been on vacation for? Two years. But you know, he's just on vacation. It's, yeah. Yeah. So it, it's so that's wow. So this is like it's this a political is a brave, It's a brave thing. These women are doing a brave thing. Yes. Or are they just like what is the elevator scene? Are they nervous about going to see somebody who is I, it's, abusive? It's, I don't like, know. Well, I don't understand. It, I don't know. It, it's very. That's vague. why it's a teaser. Like I, I can't. It's, it's, I can't figure out their facial expressions. Well, that's because, the thing. The, the whole trailer scene is like it's it's very much all about performances and it's showing their personalities. And Margot Robbie's character seems like the shyer one. Like you know what? Now, time. now that you guys put in this, I bet you, Charlie Theron is choosing to ignore it. She was um, for she was for a very well. Long let me time. let me let me okay, say. Yeah. And then, um, big hair. Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman's character is just somebody who's just dealing with it. This is how it is. And that's how she strikes me. And then the other girl seems like an intern and is like, oh my gosh, what the fuck is going on? Am I supposed to be okay with this? Yeah, it's exactly what we said. Like, this is really what happened. Because, like, uh, Margot Robbie is the intern and, like, the ca- her character. And uh, Nicole Kidman was playing uh, Gretchen Carlson, like, the, the journalist and the TV anchor. Wow. And she's the one that started the thing. And uh, she's the one that, I think she got, like, $20 million. Yeah, she, she sued. Yeah, she sued. Uh, she sued Roger him, yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah it's... It, it's it's definitely it's it's a shocking trailer. Um, I think a lot of people are fascinated. Of course, you know by and and is this um what studio is this? Is this? Did you catch that? Was it was this Amazon? No. Uh, I don't wow. think. Wow! How did I not know about? But this? like, what makes me so excited about it that it's the same guy that they re- that wrote uh, the Big Short and he won the Oscars for it. Yeah, Charles Randall. And I think this one, like, we have three main characters that can be nominated again, or one or two of them will win. You yeah. know, yeah. two winners. I can see it. <laughs> yeah, two winners sure. and one nominee. Yeah. You know, can't, I'm just so. And three immigrants. Oh, That's what I like about it. Like the three of them are immigrants. Ah, yeah, there you go. Like Nicole Kidman is Australian, Charles Theron South African, Margot Robbie Australian. So yeah. like they're immigrants. Cool. I'm really excited about it. Looks right now from this trailer alone. Like I think all three of them are just killing it. Mm. But Margot Robbie is just absolutely outstanding. Are you trailer. kidding me? I didn't, like, Nicole Kidman looks like herself, but she, she, I, I couldn't even recognize her. There was no mannerisms, there was no looks, there was no anything that I saw in her that would, like, that mimicked anything she's ever done. I'm, sure. I'm all the way in. It's whatever Charlotte, that, that smoky Marvel. eye with Charlize, I, I just. I think Charlize and Margot would be nominated, both of them. And I hope Nicole would be as well. But yeah. I think they would pick two. It's Ooh. such a different role for her yeah. to play, Nicole Kidman. Yeah. yeah. I haven't that's got that crazy. in a while. Yeah, it's well, a, I, sorry, I guess you could feel that way. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's a fair thing to say. Because remember, she was an eyes wide shit. She played. She's played pretty strong people in the yeah, past. I was like, that was like but, 23 years ago. But we just we we just well still. But we just watched um, Big Little Lies, so it feels like she's like hmm. this this meek woman, and that's the character she's like. Because it's just such a strong character for her to play. You know what I mean? It's so fresh in our minds. And that's it, guys. That's it for your trailer report this week. Next up on the report, we got reviews. Colby, take it away. First up, we got a Shia LaBeouf film that I wasn't able to get a chance to be able to watch, but my boys Shama and Raul and Dez, did you catch it? Of course I did. Hell yeah. They're going to go ahead and get into the peanut. Is it the peanut butter falcon? Peanut butter falcon? The peanut the butter, peanut butter falcon. falcon. The peanut butter falcon. This movie was so cute. <laughs> <laughs> that was Desiree's report. <laughs> <laughs> 
listen, it wasn't the greatest, there wasn't the best acting, but I loved it. It was in North Carolina, that's why it's lovely, you know? I loved it. Yeah. Uh, it just like the the dynamic of Shia LaBeouf's character and, and, Zach, first time, yeah. and Zach's character, they were just like, ugh, just, I loved it. I loved it so much. I loved the idea of it, and I loved um, challenging people's perspectives on people who are on the spectrum, and I just loved it. Um, yeah, I, I really I enjoyed this film. I, it, it did have a lot of flaws. I think I think there were some aspects that uh, that you really had to suspend disbelief for you to accept, and they were uh, you can tell that they were written in and directed this way to keep some opposition going. But, like, it really, really just, like, it was very difficult to believe some of the things they wanted you to believe about, you know, some, about, the, you know, the antagonist being one. Yeah, certain thing I don't want to get into. It, but, like, it, 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 it was just very hard to, to, to really, really just believe everything that was going on. But, but I the enjoyed... the best part of the film was good. Yes. Which is just... Yes. Yeah, it was so charming. I enjoy yeah. Shia LaBeouf a lot. I really like Shia LaBeouf. I like, um... I do like uh, Zach Gottsagen's, uh... Like just just his moments, you know. Like yeah. he has a, he has this line. He says a couple times, he's like, "I am a Down syndrome individual." Like I just like and he does that a couple times, and it's 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 funny his delivery. Um, and I what's really rule like, number one? <laughs> party? party. <laughs> no <laughs> party. No. Um, and and Dakota Johnson is so hit and miss for me, but I found her to be really really charming in this film. Um, so, but overall, I I, I enjoyed. It. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's full of emotions. Like uh, it's packed with humor in the in, in the middle of the, some of the scenes. Uh, as uh, as Roland as I mentioned, like some some things that like are unbelievable a little bit, which like we will go through with it, you know, because like the main plot of the movie or the main message uh, was fulfilled by like how things are uh, charming and how we we just like love each other, you know, like love to do things for the others, love to do things for. Uh, uh, do do what we need to do, you know. And don't hold people back by your preconceptions. Yeah. Like, why don't you wait don't and see if they can yeah. actually don't do it? Yeah. Don't assume that don't they assume, can't assume, do. Yeah. yeah. Don't assume that they will not be able to do. They can. They can do things. Yeah. Oh yeah. The the raft scene is a great scene between Shia LaBeouf and uh, Dakota Johnson. But yeah, that's uh, generally how we feel. Say, well, I am excited to be able to see it. Um, it's actually, I'm surprised that the number, like, it's played in several AMC's that are near me. So I just. Yeah busy fucking week gosh can't wait to be able to try to get a chance to catch it uh one film that i'm surprised i didn't get a chance to catch because i love just big dumb action was angel has fallen uh who raise your hand if you've seen this we saw you yeah. we oh, saw it, yeah. please yeah. tell me how much i should go watch this movie not at all, not at all. <gasps> terrible hey, you know like it's the dolby chief like the dolby was it was like louder than usual that like yes was, it was so loud so loud that dolby <laughs> chief code failed this time yes and really? like, oh my god! Like it, the only thing was amazing in Dolby is Morgan Freeman's uh, voice. You know, it was so echoey like, and I nice. Like, I don't like Morgan Freeman. So. Uh, Wait, what? Whoa, 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 whoa! Excuse me. What are you talking about? Well, Raul has a stigma against Morgan Freeman. Oh, uh, because when he said the director, Morgan Freeman doesn't see the purpose of directors. So. Oh, got you. Okay. Yeah, right. I think he's a, he's a pompous asshole. So. <laughs> Oh wow! Oh, wow! I lo- I love how when I did the show, <laughs> the little show blurb every week it's Raul finding something new that he hates. I love it. It was Richard Linklater am I, last am week. I, am I, am I the Nate of our podcast? Yo, you're the Nate. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, this this uh, you don't you don't need to see this movie. You can actually wait for it to come on uh, on. Uh, 
Netflix. It will be on Netflix, trust me. Alright, I'll, I'll take that into consideration. But I will say, a movie that I know for a fact that all of us got a chance to see and I just went, I lost my mind over was Loose. I saw it twice. You saw it twice? And I lost everything. Like, I was really intrigued. And, like, you know that, like, Ro- I saw it yesterday and I saw it again today with Raul. And since then, Raul did not share his experience about the movie with me yet. That's good. You know that, that's why we were saved. That's a we responsible saved, podcaster. Yeah, that's what we saved everything to interact in front of you guys here. Yeah, so since most of us got a chance to watch this, and Des, I don't know if you want to plug your ears. We're going to spend just really quickly a little bit of time, just non-spoilers, uh, you know, just... Um, Kind of your overall thoughts on the movie, and then we'll fully spoil it up. Um, is that cool with you, Des? Yep, sounds good. Awesome. Yes, so essentially, so with Luce, it's about a married couple who is forced to reckon with their idealized image of their son, Luce. He's an adopt. He's adopted from a war-torn, Are- I don't even, I've never heard of this place in my life. I'm yeah, not, never, not. never. Eritrea, after an alarming discovery. You don't know where it is, Eritrea? No. I, you know where it you, is? Eritrea is in the Horn of Africa, near, near Ethiopia and Somalia. You don't know Eritrea? No, they don't, they don't that, teach that, that, they don't teach that, 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 that in, in history. You really, you guys, you don't know geography, geography at all. Like you don't know where it is. Yeah, that is your continent. How do you want us to be as knowledgeable this is of really your continent? You never heard, you never heard about uh, Eritrea's war like 15 years ago when you were like in high school. Nope. No, bro. Never heard of this. The place. only wars that they said wars that they teach us. The only wars they teach us is the Revolutionary Look, Eritrea, War, Eritrea, the Civil Eritrea, War, Eritrea maybe the Spanish American War near Sudan and north of Ethiopia. And near Djibouti and near Somalia. Djibouti? You just made up a bunch Wait, of Djibouti? fake countries. Djibouti? That's not a place. You, you don't know Djibouti? <laughs> Shut Djibouti? up, Shama. Djibouti? Djibouti? You don't know the country? There's a silent team. You don't know the country Djibouti? Who's Djibouti? Never no. heard of it. What's there? You, you guys know, don't know the country Djibouti? Oh, why should I? No. Djibouti? Oh, my God. It's, yeah, it's in Africa on the Red Sea. Like, it's a whole horn of Africa. Bro, you gotta understand. They don't want us to know these things, Shama. So, wait I'm a second. Pretty... There's a horn and Djibouti. So, I'm pretty sure... That whole Horn of Africa is a place people no one wants to go to. Okay, right? You 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 you, you remember the movie uh, uh, Captain Phillips? Yes. When they were passing from uh, from Gulf of Aden from uh, uh, Somalia to Eritrea, they passed through Djibouti. Ah, I remember that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So once again, it's um, you know, Luce gets adopted from war torn Eritrea after an alarming discovery by a devoted high school teacher, threatens his status as an all-star student. Ooh. Yeah. This movie, it's a very, very, very unique experience. I did not imagine that I would be on the edge of my, of my seat the entire movie. When I saw the trailer, and when I heard about like the earlier actions, I, ex- I expected something else. I did not see this in the trailer at all. I thought like I would see a drama about like a trauma or dilemma in somebody's life, not what I saw, like the for like the Oscar-worthy performance from Octavia Spencer and Naomi Watts, in addition to the talented Kelvin Harris, wrapped in a wonderful screenplay. Every line you hear, every scene you watch, you feel the effort exerted to make it excellent. We 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 see like gender and racial stereotyping, tokenizing, student and teacher relationships, like. Uh, the, the, the family with adoption and not read like not like uh, the, the normal kind of adoption for a for a, a normal baby no they adopted a child that was 10 years old in the middle of a, of a war in Eritrea and like he does not he, he was lost lost in language he does not know English they they raised him like 
And we don't see any of this in the movie, but like we imagine and experience the background about how they suffered to raise him this way. Without digging deeply into, into spoilers, like some of these lines, it, it's one of the movies that I really want to read the screenplay. I want to read um, <clears throat> every, 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 everything like we, how this movie was written. And some of the scenes in this movie, like there was a scene, like a debate, a debate between the student and the, his teachers. And there was the eye contact between um, the main character and Octavia Spencer. Uh, it was phenomenal. This scene only like uh, makes me like made me so so happy with what I'm seeing on on the screen. Uh, Rosemary, the character uh, Octavia Spencer's sister, every single scene between them, the interaction between them, it's um, it's above and beyond from my point of view. Cinematography is is different from the inside of 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 Naomi Watts' house to Octavia Spencer's house, the coloring, the grading of coloring for the schools, and um, visually everything is like different that you can see that they, they, they are trying to make every scene unique upon the characteristics of each character of them. Like each character from their point of view, you can see how we see the school. We can see how we see their house. And I really did enjoy this movie. It's one of my top three movies of the year. This movie blew my damn mind, bro. Like I... I went in really only watched the trailer once and I've been hearing so much about it from the film festival circuit. And I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to watch it again. I just really want to just be blown away and know as little as possible. And I'm so thankful for it. This movie just hit me in all the right places. This is exactly the type of drama that I'm into. Um, this movie is so theatrical and I'm a theater kid. And this, this, this screenplay, like you said, Shama, it just spoke to me. And maybe because I was loose in high school, um, I was an absolute diabolical sociopath. Really? I was a very charming asshole. Um, this performance is... You haven't changed at all. I think <laughs> it's very, very true. I mean, what Kelvin Harrison Jr. does, like, there's so much nuance. There's so much, like, subtext. That's that's a beautiful thing. Like, this script is so strong, and the performances are equally as strong, but there's so much that's not said because it's all being said with the way that they look at one another, their mannerisms, their body movement. It is, like out of this world how beautiful this film is and like in in regards to like its composition it's very conventional it doesn't try to do anything special because the story is that strong it's talking about so many different things you know um uh, colorism uh, uh cultural appropriation uh, social politics i mean just it, there's so much stuff class. that's going yes class it's yes, yes there's yes. so much stuff that's going on in this film and then you just have these dynamite performances that are just so great. Like there's something about this that was reminding me of fear and reminding me of election and of close and like all of these dramas that just really, really hit me and I fucking ate it up. No, I, I really, really dug this movie. Um, the performances, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to keep repeating everything you guys said before the spoilers, but the performances were absolutely outstanding. Uh, Kelvin Harrison Jr. is... Is, is phenomenal. Like I don't know what this yes, kid is from, phenomenal. but like he's phenomenal. He's he he's able to play that character that that like just flips on a dime just so quickly. Six degrees of separation. It's so phenomenal. What what about it? Have you seen Six Degrees of Separation? No. Watch that. Watch that and look at Will he's Smith's performance. No 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 no. Um, Will Smith. It's a similar kind of. Oh, oh yeah. okay. I I I love this guy in this. Um, 
Yeah, uh, Octavia Spencer. I, 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 I don't think she did anything special. Hmm. I think she was Octavia Spencer. You know? I think the character was written better than maybe the performance asked. There was definitely moments that yes. she had though. Yes, like uh, anyway, we'll get into it. Um, Naomi Watts was fantastic. Tim Roth was fine, but uh, but overall, yes, this the screenplay is is is, is very very strong. Um, it's based on a play. And I'm actually, you guys want to read the screenplay. I actually want to read the stage play. Oh, yeah, I want to read both. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I think we can get into it now. Yes, so if you haven't got a chance to see Loose, please go see it because not many people did. Uh, pause this, make sure you download, go watch Loose once or go twice, come it, back, yeah. and then listen to us. Here we go. Spoil away, roll. All right. Listen, I, um, this, it's interesting what you were saying. You were saying, oh, you thought it was so incredibly beautiful. I actually feel like they could have done more with the cinematography. Mm. I think the look of it really, really fit. But I think we could have played with uh, angles and maybe a little, a little more motion in the shots um, to add that dimension of like seeing these different sides of people, right? And the movie kind of has you going uh, and and has you kind of questioning things and like what's what's what. But for the most part. And maybe this is me because Colby said the sociopath statement before I got to see it. And maybe I was already expecting him to be like this. But, like, me seeing it, I, I was hoping that they would have played a little more with the shots in, in in kind of teasing you and showing you of different people playing with different motion shots as they switch emotions. Um, so that, I, I would have liked to see that. I, I don't think they did anything special with cinematography. It did look good, but I, I expected it to, you know. With this kind of movie, um, I one thing that really really irked me about the movie is Tim Roth's character. Seems... You're not supposed to like him, but this is so. This is the thing. So when you when you said like I, I I think Tim Roth out of the four right out of Tim Roth, Naomi Watts, Calvin Harrison Jr. and and Octavia Spencer, while Oct- we we've seen Octavia Octavia Spencer really go for it. The way that their character is written, I mean, she's a teacher. She's supposed to be somewhat mild-mannered, except she's put in several situations that really ask her to be outside of her character. And the duality of her character is what's so interesting. I mean, even her – she has a sister in this film who is suffering, a, you know, a, a mental you know, disabilities, and it ends up coming out in a really, like, untimely way where she's constantly trying to present herself as her best self as the best version of a black woman. This entire film is about people trying to present themselves as what the best ideal version of them while never trying to confront with the just the shittiness of who we are. Tim Roth is a dad who loves his son, but who blatantly, when he doesn't want it to, comes out that he really regrets having Luce as a son. That he, See, but that, he, that's what irked me. Is yeah, that, that, but that's that so flipping real. where like, sure, but I didn't see the pain. And I don't know if it's just that Tim Roth couldn't get there. But, like, I couldn't, like, I wanted to see him hurt more from saying the truth because I've been that person because I'm just, I'm just the kind of person that I just, I, sometimes I just need to voice how I feel, whether it's, like, I feel bad that I feel this way. And I've had many conversations with you guys. I've had conversations with my wife. Like, sometimes I feel a certain way and I know that I, 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 I feel bad because that is how I feel and I can't control how I feel but I'm gonna let you know, and I know that people might judge me for feeling this way. No, but like no, 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 no. I wanted this. 
I thanks to Archon. I wanted to see him hurt more. Well, from I, saying that because what he said mm-hmm. is so hurtful, mm-hmm. right? That if if his son heard it, they would they wouldn't be able to have the same relationship. Well, I think there's a little bit more nuance to it because when he, I, I think you saw one. I don't know what the fuck a sippence is. Are, are you familiar with that? What is a sippency? A what? A sippency. Not what I can Google. Well, what so is this is the thing. So I, I, I tried to catch in the film. So there's a, there's a scene where Tim Roth and Naomi Watts' character are going to, I believe, it, was it Tim Roth's ex-wife's or like, ex, I don't know, somewhere. They're going to like a baby birthday. And it's called the fucking Sip and See, right? Well, I didn't hear that. I, they went to the birthday, yeah. but like... yeah, it's, It was called the Sip and See. So, but this is the thing. So, you, so I think the oh, hurt that you're is it is like that, what we use? We, we do something like uh, seven days after the, the baby's born? But I think this is a yeah. I don't know. I've never heard of a, a sip and see. culture thing. It's not. I don't know. Must be, yeah, it's, it's something right there. Right? So, what you're looking for, I think I saw in that scene where Naomi Watts is seeing her husband interact with this child that he never got a chance to be able to have, and I think that's where it is. So it's not so much like he doesn't outwardly, he doesn't hate or like you know just like um, you know any like antagonistically you know resent loose. It's just if it was up to him, he would have had something different. I love you, but I would have had something different. Something he even says something normal. Normal families didn't have to go through years of, you know, of uh, of therapy, therapy and have to do all this stuff. And then sure. when all this, it's, I will say, it did seem pretty convenient that this ideal student, the first time to the best of us, like really know, has any had an issue. He was very quick to try to be like, you know, what the fuck's this paper about? You know, what the fuck is these fireworks about? Like, bro, have my yeah. back, dad. And but but then again, if he's had these years of where it was easy for his wife to connect to Luce versus him, then I can understand. I, I think there was a little mm-hmm. bit more nuance, but I think you're right to, to definitely feel that way. That's the, that's the biggest downside to the movie to me. I think that's the biggest flaw in writing for me hmm. uh, is that is that I feel like his character just it seemed to serve that purpose of like we need a confronter opposition. and instigator. Yes. Okay. Opposition, confronter, instigator, like when like it, it maybe it doesn't make sense because like you said, like he has been a class A student, like with no issues, and mm-hmm. one accusation from a teacher makes his dad lose his shit on him. You know what I mean? Like literally, he starts shouting like, "Tell me the truth! God damn it, tell me!" You know what I mean? And I'm just like, "What is this?" And, and like, and you actually feel for Luce because you Luce is genuinely looks oh, confused. What I what I love about Luce, and let me know if are you are any of you guys familiar with? Um, I mean, obviously, I'm I'm a theater kid, so are you guys familiar with Othello? Uh, uh, nah, not much. No, Shama. No, I don't know. Okay. I, I actually I watch like the most recent things, but like I, I don't know. So. so, the beautiful thing about Othello, he's the titular character. I I I was cast as Othello at high school, but I wanted to play Iago. Now my drama teacher wouldn't let me, but I really wanted to play Iago because he's the one that's pulling the strings. He's this master manipulator, and it's all through his words and how he's moving these chess pieces around. And just like when you see what Luce is doing. Like it, it's it is nuts. It's kind of like what um, what Ed Norton was doing in Primal Fear, right? Like you didn't see it, you still don't know. There, there were so many times in this film that I didn't know what Luce's angle was. I didn't understand what yeah. the purpose of it. And this motherfucker taught the biggest lesson that you could ever think of. And it all comes like there's several scenes in this film where my audience was just like, "Oh, wow." Well, like you just get very uncomfortable. Like when you to see a teacher act that way, 
it's just like wow like even when you're in the audience that's that's not that's not how it's supposed to be like no this is this is really really uncomfortable and you just see loose just like very connivingly but you don't see it at all like you all catch it later and like he he has all of these students just we're all working for him and obviously he's super charismatic he's a very charming guy and you, you, you like you can't help but fall for him he has everybody in the palm of his hand and yeah. he was just he was crossed by the wrong teacher and he was hell-bent on really making her pay and then but not only that letting her know i am responsible for this and yeah. you are going to teach the lesson like and and i will say this i am i got no problem saying this i was a really really bad guy in like the nicest way in high school I made inappropriate advances and comments to my teachers. It was all about a power struggle. I was trying to do everything that I can to manipulate every situation that I was in. Um, and because I saw myself in this film, it just, it, it killed me. The, um, the gentleman who wrote this, who also directed it. Now, I will say, he directed Cloverfield Paradox. He did not write. He did not write. Cloverfield Paradox. Oh. So I think that's a very, that's a very big difference. Yeah, but, that's why I was so skeptical about it. Yeah, no, and, and you got every right to be. I mean, Cloverfield Paradox was garbage, but it's it was mm -hmm. just a garbage story. I think it, lo it looked fine. I thought it was absolutely cool, but this was just so clever. And this movie takes risks. I mean, you know, you don't you don't hear the word keep this in. You don't hear the word nigga too much inside of a film. And like the way that it's like placed, like there's so many things going yeah. on. It's a, it's a lot of you know, um, you know, uh, the house nigga versus the field nigga, and it, it, it just it was played so well. You know, the the Deshaun character very, and it, the the Deshaun character felt so natural. It did, and uh, but that's yeah. why we need more. Like we need more honest, you know, stories that are told from a unique perspective and lens. And I'm glad that this, you know, this 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 uh, uh, this type of um, cre creator and storyteller had the balls to tell this story because not many people can tell it the way that he did if they didn't live this experience. And it felt the entire movie felt so authentic. The fact I've had my mother lie for me because I've said something that she knew was not true, but she was in my camp. Oh, so this happened to you? Wow, bro! Look, I, so when we should name tell this you, Colby. Bro, when I tell so, you, I was like, the, I, I mean, I, I obviously I wasn't trying to get my teachers fired or anything like that, but I did things know. like this. It's it's so it really it, the 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 really really crazy scene that really just depicts, especially when you think back on it, um, exactly what you're talking about. Like in in this character is the quote unquote courtroom debate scene kind oh of type God. thing, um, where like it. In the face of the principal and another professor and other students, he is poking at her mm -hmm. and like instigating and like letting her know I'm on to you, like and I'm and I'm not. And okay he's setting with you. a trap. And for no her. one else, yeah, and no one else can see it. And that's yeah, no one else can see it. And it was so great, like oh gosh, the, in their eyes. That's why I was like the eye contact was amazing. The the exchanging information without a single word, you know, and, and, like threatening with no words. Oh my yes and. So many movies that try to blend this type of theatricality from a script fail horribly. This was done so well. But I actually don't think it was done the theater-wise. Like, the way well, you're but mentioning saying, but it. No, but that's what I'm saying. The, the way that they, they adapted this play in, like, into this medium, that's what was done so well. Because I've seen other films that have tried to do it, and it just 
doesn't work. Like one of my sure. favorite plays ever is Beyond Therapy. And they tried to adapt it into a film and it just what it, it missed everything. Because like even like one, when's the last time you remember like characters having these very long monologues? Something about us, we've been conditioned that when people go on for too long, we just check out. You were entirely engaged. Would he practice mm -hmm. his last speech? I, I speech didn't. Oh my yeah. gosh! Yeah, that, scene, that scene is fantastic. It man. is so good. Like that. That alone. I, I don't understand how he's not nominated for lead actor. This was just a. This is my favorite movie of the year. It is my number one. It's bumped Avengers Endgame out the number one spot, hands down. Ten out of ten. I give it an eight out of ten. Thank you. Okay, I give it nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. All right, I, like puts us at a nine. Amanda's performances. Yeah. Oh, good, good job, job, everyone. Good, good job. job. Good job, Naomi Watts. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch it again. Watch it again, bro. I, I, I just. I saw it two days in a row. I'll take Desiree to see it because I think she'll like it. Des, I really do think. I think this is, especially after you, you gushed about Euphoria. I think okay. this is a nice companion movie to watch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think she'll like it a lot. Ooh, so Des is coming back on. She's hooked him back on. Holler. She's live. Well, that is loose. The minorities landed on it a solid nine out of ten for their report card. I'm a really amazing film. Please go out and watch it. Next up on our report, we've got Ready or Not. Uh, yeah. We had to do something special and bring in a yeah, special guest. Our boy RL Terry. AKA Professor Horror. You can find up all his written content at rlterryrealview.com. Make sure you follow your boy at rlterry1 on Twitter. Ryan, what up? Hey, so glad to be here, you guys. Uh, it's always a pleasure to see your faces <clears throat> and get to sit down and talk about uh, the latest movies and the, this case. Uh, it's uh, Ready or Not, which I'm uh, really excited for us to get into. But uh, first of all, just uh, thank you so much for once again thinking of me and having me on the show. And uh, I, I love all the work that you guys have been doing and you're really growing and I, I love seeing it. And uh, just getting to be a part of it is uh, quite an honor. Hey. Well, we are very, Ooh. very honored to have Thank you. You, you know what? You're family, bro. You are like a, the super cousin, and we're really, really happy to be able <laughs> to have you. And the moment that I caught a whiff of like, man, yo, Ryan loved this movie. We had to make sure to put out the feeling, like, let's get this dude on the pod, because I know it's going to make for mm -hmm. a very, very intriguing conversation. So I'm going to let our guests be able to take it over. Professor Terry, if you can go ahead and do us the pleasure of giving a synopsis and your non-spoiler thoughts on Ready or Not. Sure. Till death do us part means so much more than you bargained for in this movie. A century ago, the Ladomas family made a Faustian deal with Mr. LaBelle, quite literally the devil, to launch a board game empire. As with any deal with the devil, he will make sure you hold up your end of the bargain. For the Ladomas family, this means playing a game at midnight whenever someone new marries into the family. A blank playing card is placed into a mysterious wooden box. Then a simple turn of the crank prints the name of the game onto the card. All is fun and games unless the game is hide and seek, which turns the Ladomas Mansion into a hunting ground for newlywed Grace, played by Samara Weaving, as she must now hide from the entire family until dawn, all while her new in-laws hunt her with guns, crossbows, and other weapons. Thank you, Professor. <laughs> you're, you're, you're welcome, student. <laughs> <laughs> so Ryan, go ahead. Go ahead. In, in your mo in your most non spoilery way, gush. 
Um, I honestly, you guys, this movie is outstanding. I I had relatively high expectations going into it because the trailer uh, had me so energized, and uh, upon watching it, I was already ready to watch it again. It's a brilliant horror comedy from start to finish, as this is a game. Uh, the screenplay is tight. It's got a wonderful cast, including the uh, the one and only Andy McDowell, who's uh, when her name popped up on the screen, Welcome I'm like, wow, back. Andy McDowell is uh, is in this. Uh, although I would say the lighting didn't really do her any favors, but we do have Andy McDowell in the movie, which was pretty awesome. And the direction, the effects, uh, many of which were practical. I, I'm not going to say they were all practical. I don't have a percentage, but many of them were in fact you know, practical effects. We have a lot of real blood dripping from people and it's uh, on it's probably the most fun movie of the summer and for so like up until i saw this i crawl was the most fun movie for me of the summer that's not my favorite movie of the summer that's once upon a time in hollywood but in terms of fun summer movie it was crawl until i saw this and so this was definitely the most fun movie of the summer it's campy it's entertaining uh it's very satirical and it has some fantastically gruesome, terrifying kills. And it feels it feels like uh, this is a movie that uh, we haven't had since the cult classic Clue. And so this feels almost like a Clue reimagined for a new generation. And I know we're getting a new Clue eventually, but this you know, we don't have it yet. So like this feels like a Clue, uh, like uh, the Clue you know, for today. And uh, it's uh, I haven't laughed so much at a horror movie probably since Tucker and Dale versus Evil, and oh, wow. uh, that's one of my favorite horror comedies. And this was just I was I was excited to go back and, and watch it again. It's uh, a lot of fun, and Samara Weaving is brilliant. Absolutely loved every moment that she was on screen. Uh, she's like a wedding dress wearing, you know, Kill Bill, you know, runaway bride. I mean, just just like all these different kind of tropey characters, like all wrapped up into one. And uh, it's it grabs your attention. And it's I mean, it's what, it's right around an hour and a half, a little more, a little less. But it, it really like it, it moves so well from start to finish. And it's one that uh, I hope a lot of people go out and watch, not only because I think it's a solid movie, but it's you know, Fox Searchlight, and we've and there's been talks. Uh, Disney has mentioned maybe phasing it out eventually, and I mean that's going to happen if we don't go out and see these independent films. So it's important to turn out in droves uh, to these movies, and and yeah, the movie has shortcomings, but I mean it's everything that works well works so incredibly well that it's just like eh. And kind of forgive it for its shortcomings because it pretty much knows what it is and it rocks it. Wow. Wow. This is amazing, Ryan. <clears throat> really, like you covered every single aspect from the things that I was thinking about after watching this movie. Thank you. <laughs> oh, you're welcome, yeah. Shama. I, yeah. I, uh, I love to hear uh, what, uh, what you guys uh, thought of the movie. I know I've seen a little bit of what you've written on Twitter, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I... It just it feels like a movie that was made for me, and so I don't know if you guys feel that way at all. But I I'd love to get uh, your first impressions on it. Yeah, I'll go. Um, I <clears throat> I really really dug this movie. I from the first trailer I thought I would. Um, first off, I start by saying like I love Adam Brody. Like pretty much anything he's in, I just really really enjoy him as an actor, and he plays he has that same kind of tone in everything he plays. But I just, I just really dig his, 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 his presence. 
Um, I'll echo what you said. Samara Weaving was absolutely fantastic. Um, and then also, I just think they they set up um, they set up the 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 story, the lineage, you know, the the history of this family. I thought they set it up really well. They set it up very quickly, right at, right off the bat. Um, give you a little taste at the beginning, make you familiar with some of the characters um, that you're going to be seeing later on, and uh, and I thought that that was done really well. And then I just like the 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 complete and utter like devotion and belief to these to these traditions that this family just had that they just like they were so set in it you know the grandma was so funny and like it, it she, she she was she she played that it's funny cause she reminds me of um if you guys remember of course cabin in the woods the oh. the, the gasoline <laughs> keeper guy that like is outside of where the cabin yeah. is and he's like he's supposed to kind of scare them she's that character to me and like she was so funny, but she takes it so How seriously. Does so does the guy like in Cabin in the Woods. I tried so Yo, hard. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, Aunt, uh, Aunt Elaine. Yeah. Uh, Aunt Elaine with the uh, the, the white the, uh, the white hair, which is uh, <laughs> yeah, kind of yeah. shaped like uh, shaped like an axe. Yeah. Her face was so. It was just like she was like sucking on lemons yeah. the oh entire movie. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's, yes. That, to, to, to be able to master sunken mouth. Is uh I, I, I can't I can't, yeah. I can't do it. It was just like it was jarring. Then the uh, entire, you just keep you keep you keep seeing Samara's character just keep looking at her. She's just, yeah. <laughs> it's really really tough, man. Yeah. Yo, yeah. since the wedding, since the very the, the very first scene, even when she was younger, like you know, like you can see the the, yeah. the change in her life after they killed her husband. You Great know, like, casting, uh, right? Thirty years ago. Great yeah. casting. The casting was really I, I, good. Yeah, the casting was really. That's not really a spoiler, guys. That's right. Yeah, it's right. It, it, the, the, <laughs> but that's the thing. Like you know, you know, you guys hit on it. The movie just goes. It's an hour and thirty-five minutes long. So I mean, you take out a few minutes, you know, for the credits and stuff like that. This movie just goes, and I think it gets exactly it's tight. Yeah, it's it is so really really tight. Very tight. It and was just perfect. Bonkers. Yeah, it's, it's just so fucking bonkers. Ooh, I and love it. It's just like I. Yeah, it's just so <laughs> like everything. Yeah. Everything yeah. is like yeah. you think your family is fucked up. Wait till you see this family. It, it's the. It's like hold my beer. That, that, that's uh, that's the family. The entire movie. And they own three sports team, you know, which yeah. is phenomenal. The entire movie, like I've I've never wanted. Like I'll, I'll be honest with you, I really enjoyed this film. I wanted more time with it. Like I would have loved yes. like an extra yeah. fifteen yeah. to twenty minutes to have some of the characters that didn't get as much screen time to just kind of flesh them out a little bit more so they didn't seem just a, like kind of like ancillary. But I still really, really enjoyed it. And you're right, because this movie like leans on its practical effects, it's like, man, I kinda miss that. I, I miss like some of the horror films that we grew up with like in the nineties and then like we went back and tried to like, you know, look up in like this late seventies and eighties. Like that's what it's like. Like, you know, going down and you know what at this point, let's 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 go ahead and just start like getting into it. I don't wanna, you know, spoil this friend but if you I don't, I don't. That's what you think. Oh, first off, before I hate to have I hate to have this kind of this similar conversation every week with you, Colby. Did you say ancillary? Did you mean ancillary? Yo, fuck ancillary. you! All right. Yeah. It's. <laughs> Do we need to ask Siri? Oh, you know oh what? Here we go. I really don't know how you get it. Like, let me do it. I'm English my second language, but I never think about ancillary. I know for I've heard it both ways. Okay, hold on. Let's everybody, everybody, your own mouth. Fuck up. I'm gonna do it. Okay, okay. Siri. How do you spell ancillary? <laughs> What's, it's not anchovies. Ancillary. And how do you say that? 
How do you say ancillary? Oh, fuck. <laughs> 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 say, how <to> <laughs> say how to pronounce. Say how to pronounce. You can kiss my ass. All right. It, 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 right. it, it, is, it is ancillary. Right. Uh, of course Kaylin. it's ancillary. We don't call it vocab, Belay. We call it co-pack cab. I'm going to fuck it up. Whatever. You know what? No, Desiree, cut this I, out. I, but I, I want to piggyback uh, off of your point about increasing the runtime, say, 10 to 20 minutes, give or take. Because um, I, I could have also spent a lot of time, you know, spent some more time with the movie. I think where that additional, even if it was an additional 10 minutes, I think where that really could have helped is um, kind of reinforcing the thoughtful discussion points that I feel this movie uh, posits. Uh, it certainly on the surface, it's a commentary on wealth, but it's not, it's not a commentary on wealth in and of itself, uh, but wealth has a lot to do with it. Uh, I feel strongly that ready or not comments on the insane actions and thoughts of people who place immense value in wealth and the proximity yeah, to it. And, it's really uh, it's, um, I think I think it suggests that if you're uh, between a family and their wealth, watch out because you will be rubbed out because you're not going to get between them uh, and their money and their legacy. And throughout the movie, we have characters that acknowledge this. I mean, it's like like the the, the maids and the and the nannies. It's like I mean, they're not attached to this uh, Faustian deal, but they love being close to the money, yeah. so they're going to participate yeah. in. And at the end of the day, we're talking about the love of money being a drug, and it's uh, there's a highly uh, addictive rate, and so we become very addicted to money. Well, we, we become very addicted to the love of money, and I think that's played out over and over. And in, the wealthy in, in lifestyle, here. you know, like we are addicted to the wealthy lifestyle. Yeah, that's really that's really good. I really like that. What do you think, Des? I hesitate to say anything. That's where I hated this movie. <gasps> no, I really liked it. I did. Oh. I really, oh, I really no. liked it. I really liked it. Um, and I agree with your insight into what the movie was trying to get across. However, I do think the movie could have been better. <laughs> um, I How felt so? like I, it felt a bit fragmented for me. It felt like there was just like separate scenes, like little scenes, um, that didn't really feel like they flowed. And I felt like she spent too much time with characters that didn't matter. Like, she spent too much time with the maid and that whole dumbwaiter thing. And I felt like she spent too much time with the um, the kitchen guy. Where I would have loved it if, like, the dad was chasing her and there was, like, a dialogue there yeah. and it was a bit more dynamic. Hmm. Um, it just felt a little too surface and it could have been deeper. Yeah. And I would have liked to get to know some of those family members a bit more. Mm -hmm. I really liked the feel of the beginning of the movie. Mm. Um, yeah. and I really liked getting to know, you can tell like this guy, the brother is pissed about something. You can't really figure out what yeah. he's pissed about. And I love seeing, understanding, um, cause all she says is that she, he hits on her. Yeah. Um, and I love seeing maybe why he's doing that. Maybe he was doing that because he wanted to break up the marriage. Oh. Um, I loved seeing how he... And this might be spoilers, so spoiler alert, just in sure, case. Sure. If you guys haven't got a chance to see, ready or not real quick, pause. Make sure you download this. Pause. Go watch the movie twice. Come back. Listen. <laughs> Des go. Um, and 
you know, he married somebody who deserved the punishment that his family got, mm -hmm. which I thought was really cool. And I honestly just wish that we got those that kind of depth from mm -hmm. other characters. Like, I don't really care about the maid dying. Like, I don't really care about any of the maids mm -hmm. dying. It just felt like it was just for fun, which is great, but I felt like there was too much of it. Um, I loved, loved, loved the scene of her talking to herself in the mm. mirror in the beginning. Yes. That was my favorite part. Oh, the whole um, opening from uh, from panning across uh, the board games to uh, to uh, to her uh, talking to herself uh, in the mirror. I think like that whole opening was just orchestrated so beautifully. Yeah, with the score. Yeah. Yes. Raul, the the cinematography, and, and and let me know if you agree with this. You know, Ryan, this seems like this cinematography was it was like more than what like you'd get in a typical horror movie. Yeah, you know, especially I think the, that's the, one the framing of, the... of a lot of shots seemed like, oh, this doesn't. I I don't see this inside of like Saw. I don't see this inside of like yeah. Paranormal Activity. Now, granted, that was like you know found footage, but this yeah, Paranormal Activity. Yeah, count. That, that doesn't really count. <laughs> but like this just seems so much more refined than what I was maybe expecting. Like with like, I mean, this isn't a B horror movie, but no. I guess the way that the trailer was cut and marketed, I was expecting a B horror movie. Yeah, but it, you, one thing that about this movie that. Um, it, if you go and watch movies that have this, what I'm about to say, um, do tend to have good cinematography, mm -hmm. is is uh, a great set, and so yeah, they that was a character. Mansion. That mansion is a character. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So they yeah. had they had a mansion to work with, and you know they're going to take advantage of that because it has so much to do with the family, yeah. right? And so they're but going to use they cinematography to display it. I don't think I think did. I think we could have seen more of it, but like still, I, what I'm saying, what he's saying is like you get to see these shots of like, you know, these good shots of like just displaying what's happening and run, where like normally in horror films you see a lot of tight shots, mm -hmm. a lot of quick shots, a lot of quick movement. Whereas like here they did take it around. Could could it have been extended longer to get more of that? Absolutely. Could we have gotten more wide shots? Absolutely. There's definitely. Do you guys uh, know I if uh, this is a real mansion or is it like the exterior shot of a real house and all and like everything else was uh, built on set? I, I haven't. I, I haven't I, looked into it. I, I I don't think I can't imagine this movie would have had the budget to, to build a set like that. Okay. So you think so this I would think some old house? Oh. Yeah, I would think somebody somebody let them use the house so they were able to rent the house or something like that. Yeah, there's so many creepy things about a house like um, creaking. Uh, boards and um, I don't know, just like hallways that you can't really see the end of. And I just, I felt like it was a really good movie, but I, the, it could have been. Better. I'm surprised we got yeah, out think... the house so quick. <laughs> yeah, yes. I didn't like that either. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. And, 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 and I wonder, you know, that, that that just has to be like a narrative choice on how they wanted to progress it. Um, it was tough. I, I would have loved it. That made it would have made it feel like it was so much more, like more terror. That oh my, there's nothing that they can do to be able to get out. Um, I mean, I will say I love the orchestral music that was playing throughout the film. I thought some of the points of where it was like input, it was a little weird. There's a lot of moments of just silence. Like the 1812 Overture. I don't think I will ever think of yeah. the 1812 Overture it's, the same way again. But, but you know, <laughs> it's weird. So it's like there's moments where like oh, I really do like it. And then there's moments where it's just like completely quiet, especially like in between characters. I'm just like, wow, I feel like there needs to be something kind of playing underneath it. But every time that I felt that way. Samara Weaving just like knocked me on my ass. Like I, I gotta tell you, she is like the she is the scream queen for me. I like she I I don't know much of her before this movie, and she just she killed it. 
everything that she did in that opening, like all I thought about was like, yo, that's as like perfect as what Nev Campbell was in Scream. Like, I, I love actors that can portray their characters like absolutely real people. I would love to marry that woman if I was a single man. She's, oh, just, she's a treasure. I, oh my gosh. I agree with you, Kaylin. Like, she's so playful. Samara Weaving. I, I didn't know anything about her before that. And I was no, really, like here. when I saw the trailer the first time, I was so skeptical because like I, I, I was looking about the directors and what they did before. And of course I cannot judge them because of their previous um, um, works, but like they were really bad. You know, but I, I trust uh, for uh, Fox Searchlight. And when I knew that Fox Searchlight is producing this movie, I felt like, oh, it must be a good movie, you know. And then the first trailer like made me so attached to it. I was still skeptical till the day I went and watched the movie. And I found that it's not my, a typical horror movie. Like um, for me, I can call it like a, a mystery drama thriller with a hint of comedy in addition to some horror, but it's not a main horror movie. I did. I really did enjoy this movie, and um, I agree with you guys. If if we can add like ten or fifteen minutes more, um, I agree with, with what Desiree said about uh, the characterization and um, the characters we are attached to. But I really did enjoy the the scene in the kitchen with the house manager. Mm -hmm. I feel that this guy like dedicated his life to uh, this family. He's a house manager. Yeah, I think like uh, house, manager, butler, house manager, house manager. Yeah, butler, house manager. How do you know what a house manager is. It's like this one kind of like I know like people that have never mentioned like this. They have like person that they call the house. Manager, I think you know? I think Shama had one of these dudes uh, back in Egypt. Yeah. So he's uh, he's used to having. Some, no, like I read it. I read it. Like have, his, uh, I, I have friends like house. they have they have somebody they call them the house manager. So <laughs> that's what. Okay. So and this guy is really dedicated to, uh, dedicated his life to this family, and we see like how um, uh, he 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 can get killed for them. Like he he was defending everything for them. Um, I, I got attached to this, you know, because like I always get concerned about how people like just get dedicated to the people they work for and their entire hey, life. Like, uh, like, um, uh, uh, crap, uh, Brad Pitt's character in Once Upon a Time yeah. in Hollywood. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Rick. Uh, exactly. He can do everything Leo's. forever. Rick Dalton. Uh, he can do everything for Rick yeah. Dalton. Like, yeah, I agree with that. And, um, and the other thing, like, um, I really love the casting for the movie. Uh, everybody was well casted. <sighs> this cast I love is using so good. Yeah, I like using the Beethoven like uh, some some of the symphonies in uh, in the background. I love the scene in, in the car when uh, when the whole family was FaceTiming and seeing. Uh, yeah, him. no, but they I, they didn't go far enough with that. Yeah, I agree. We should yeah. have seen it Good. earlier, it such a great roping idea. his neck or something. I I do agree with this. Like I I wanted to see like I wish the music was even louder. Louder. And they were like saying things like ooh yeah. ah, but they were saying like, different ooh, things, ah, but, yeah. but no, it went too fast. It was it was. There. It was just, yeah. I really, I really, yeah. I really, I really, yeah. I really think he, sh she should have with her handcuffs, you know, just reached oh, over his neck his and just neck choked or, him. Yeah. And like the family is just like twisting oh, his know. neck. Or and like it's this extended moment where he's like reaching for them. You know what I mean? And like they oh, can't do anything. Oh, I like to help that. Him. I like that imagery. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She, yeah. Uh, Samara, and we, she, you, we see, we see a shot of her, uh, profile shot of her, like putting her knees against the back of the scene, just pulling as hard as she can with her legs. You know, like something. It would, it just would have looked great. And. Uh, um, I feel like I, you know, because I was a little harsh in my beginning, I feel like I need to say something that they did really well, which is, was her injuries. Oh, yeah. I was, oh, I was squeamish yeah, yeah. every the single time she was getting injured. of the year. I've never heard a scream like well, that. Well, no, I thought her scream was weird really? and I thought they did it on purpose. I think towards, by the end of the film, her screaming and la which turned into laughter 
She sounded like a goat. I'm, t- I'm talking about I the don't goat, know if that was on purpose. Scream on the nail, that that just sold it for me. Oh, and she was oh, uh, yeah, going... Oh, yeah, that was... She's climbing out of... Now, I don't understand what the point of... I guess they do, like, outside of this sacrifice, they do other goat sacrifices. Because yeah, there's apparently. fresh bodies down there. Um, and they really don't linger on that too long. Like, when she falls down, I'm like, oh, it's like a well. No, it's not a well. There's, like, like blood-drip, gooey bodies down yeah. there. It is gross. She climbs her way up, and you see the nail before she ends up getting there. I'm like, oh, fuck. It, that nail's going to go right into her hand. And she keeps yeah. mind. She yeah. already has a hole in her hand so, from that little yeah. fucking kid. And she goes uh, there, and it, 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 it was just like the most. It was the other hand, wasn't it? No, her, her, I think no, it was, it was the same hand. hand. It was the same that hand. That just, that yeah. guttural is like, it, it can't, you felt it come from like the bottom of her stomach. And it was just, uh, it was beautiful. Yeah, she's just. But did you guys oh. notice that by the end of the film when she was laughing, she sounded like a goat? You guys, I, get, you guys I like that she zoned out. Like I, I feel like she's, yeah, she's she in trauma. Yeah, she literally sounded like a goat in her final laugh when really? they're all like exploding. She sounded like a goat. Maybe the nervous laugh sounded like a goat. Yeah, I, I, I will find a clip somewhere and show to you because yeah. it. She, I think what I like what I love most about her character is that uh, she's such an incredibly high level of charisma, and mm. we love watching yeah. this transformation from. Her blushing bride to scream, eyes, yeah. scream queen yeah. to kick-ass Uma Thurman character in just a matter of moments. And I really think this uh, movie has cemented her as a badass who can hold her own. Yeah. Uh, it's She uh, just she uh, keeps our... She just, she's gripping. She's just uh, just gripping to watch, and she gives it her all. And in your remarks about uh, the wounds and injuries that she withstood, like, we could feel that pain vicariously and because her just performance was such a such a delivery and we don't usually look to movies like this for that for for that level of acting and the whole time she is she's this kick-ass but she's still vulnerable and human all at the same time and so we did not go into like the the trope of uh, kind of superhuman, but we're not going yeah, yeah, to yeah. acknowledge exactly. it. That's what I yeah. loved about it. Just kept her yeah. real, yeah. and I liken her to Nancy Thompson uh, from A Nightmare on Elm Street yeah. in that uh, Nancy was very much uh, into survival, and she, like when she's talking with Johnny Depp on the bridge, what are you into? I'm into survival, and so I feel that that uh, Grace read the uh, same book that Nancy read because uh, she was uh, just as determined to survive as Nancy was in A Nightmare on Elm Street. And I, I really hope that we get uh, more um, horror movies from Samara Weaving. I mean, I, yeah. she, more, I think... More movies she, yes. I mean, yeah, more movies from her. Yeah, but, reading. you know, what, one thing, one thing I'll, I'll say is I... Somebody, somebody told me, oh, I wish that we had, you know, we had just seen her be more of a badass. And, like, I actually disagreed. I liked that she was more of an average mm-hmm. yeah. girl. Like, but, it's like, believable. I do wish... I, yes, I do wish we had, like, because we don't need to see more of those girls that happen to be raised by a hunter dad and teaches you how to hunt. And, like, we don't need that. Kind of like, like in um, uh, You're Next. I think that's, that's and, what we... And, and what you're we Next, that's there. exactly what I, what we yeah. likened it to. So I was like, I actually didn't like that about your Next. And, like, I, I, I compa- this is very similar to me to your Next. I just, uh, this is so much better. Oh, it's so much um, better. So but, much yeah, better. so much better. But one thing um, that I was saying is I like... I, I, I wish that, you know, I like that she, she wasn't that, she, she didn't really know all this stuff, but I would have liked to see more, like, sloppy, like, kills from her, like, where she's, like, just trying to defend herself, 
and like mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and like it's not good, and like she's you know they're they're out they're besting her because these people also aren't really fighters; they just happen to have weapons and they're used to doing this kind of thing. No, most of but them like, don't they're not know how fighters. To use their so like we could have seen, <laughs> like we could have seen a really awesome fight scene between her and the druggie. You know what I mean? Like okay. like that would have been a really fun intense scene yeah, that's what and I'm we saying. didn't yeah. get to see more, it more, yeah. more I guess that's true we never really get a uh, the, the family members yeah, yeah. are we, are yeah, we... Yeah, real, real quick uh, just like we don't have to put this in the podcast but when I was watching her go through the gate oh, her back for some oh. reason I didn't realize it was oh. wait I didn't realize it was her back oh, yeah. because oh. yes I don't know why but the shot looked yeah. confusing I thought it was her boob and I was <laughs> oh. freaking no, I realized it's her back. Yeah. No, no, I, I, no, no. I, thought was, I thought it was her abdomen because I didn't realize. I was, it was just that like, ah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I definitely recognize that. It was, it was, it was weird, but it was strong. Real quick, are, are we? Where are we on the street? I, I don't so. think it's. I don't think it's a movie that is. It's. It's not. It's not made to have this compelling story, and and it. It's made, it's made to entertain us, and and I think that the story it's very high concept, mm-hmm. uh, but it it knows what it is, and it doesn't try to take a high concept story and somehow work in some like see, super. But, but, see, but, uh, but, but I think I think that's 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 detrimental to it because I mm-hmm. think that it could have been, and I think yeah. it could have been better. I think that this that these directors. I mean, I haven't looked them up. Shama said that what they've done in the past isn't very good. Um, like, I think that they accepted that because it's just what they know. But, like, a more experienced mm-hmm. director or, like, just a great director could have taken this and literally turned this into, like, the the new Get Out or, like, like that, that mix between mm-hmm. your next and Get Out. Like, it could have been that about the rich and the poor. You know what I mean? And, like, it really, really could have been still equally funny, mm-hmm. but just gone much deeper and then that's yeah. those extra 10 15 for... minutes that we talked about I, I think that's maybe to your point that could have been uh, all it would uh, have taken to go deeper is those extra 10 or 15 minutes i um i mean it's like i i, I guess when i when i watched it and when i watched it even for the second time i i almost didn't care that it was just a very just very simple story uh because one thing i tell my students and i know you guys know this is uh, some of the best stories out there uh, have simple plots and complex characters. Well, we don't have like a bunch of complex characters in this, but we do have a simple plot and we have a complex character in Grace. Mm-hmm. And then we, we get hints of it in Adam Brody's character and even Alex, uh, em- and, even, uh, Alex. Uh, Alex. Alex and, and Emily. Yeah. And so he, so, so we, we, kinda, we, we have that. They're not highly complex, uh, but they, there is complexity and depth to them. And so it, it, I think it follows, it, it aired on the side of perhaps going that route because the directors are still um, you're earning their chops and they're, they're still learning. So perhaps they erred on keeping it more simple because if maybe had they gone deep, then it wouldn't have held together as well. So perhaps the next time they make something similar to this with a high concept plot, then maybe they'll take that, uh, they'll take that chance to go a little deeper, maybe. Gotcha. Right. Ryan, if you could, um, I know you're not big into giving ratings, but if you would want to give a report oh. <laughs> card for this, what would you think you'd rate this out of 10? Oh, out of 10? Oh, it's a... Uh, uh, 
uh, a solid seven. I, it's, it was, I mean, it was rewatchable. I think yeah. had it been deeper, then we could have been talking maybe uh, eights. I don't think even if it was a deeper movie, we'd be talking nine or certainly not ten. So I think, so I feel very comfortable at giving it a seven. And yeah, I agree. Yeah. Oh, good. I say the same. Okay. Seven. And and you and you even said that you weren't like super crazy about it. So I'm kind. I, I, I'm I just kinda... I could see I could see how it could be better. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I definitely think it's one that I enjoy watching again. Yeah, this is the kind of movie that that you'll be you will be playing. We'll own it and we'll play it. Yeah. yeah. Once we own it, we'll play it a lot. Yeah. 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 I think uh, uh, the last I looked at the IMDb score. I mean, it was a few days ago. I think it was like six point something or other. Do you guys know if it's um, ticked it up or down, or is it like a it's, seven? It's actually now? seven point three right now. Okay, so that uh, right in there, and I think Rotten yeah. Tomatoes is like an eighty something. Yeah. I, which is still I, fresh. I, I That's good. I can't, That's I can't good. remember. Which so, I mean, that seems is, to be the general consensus. We'll say sevens and eights seem to be kind of all okay. uh, all the way, I, all the way around. I, I, it's funny because I just looked it up when you asked, okay. and I was like, I'm somewhere between a seven and a 7.5. Okay. <laughs> Raul, what do you rate it? <laughs> Raul. I give it a 7.3. All right, Shama. Uh, I give it a seven. I, I saw it seven, yeah. I think um, it, it fulfills everything for a seven. And right. I'm so glad that they casted Samara Weaving and yes. Bill and Ted, the, the new one. She's uh, Ted's daughter. Like, after oh. they saw this movie, like, they saw this movie six months ago. And they, when they saw it, they decided to make her in Bill and Ted. That's awesome. So. Uh, what about you, Yeah, Chloe? I learned that a seven as well. I think we all kind of explained that there's so much that, like, man, we have ideas to make this, like, an eight, nine, or ten. But what I love is that we could still be at a seven. And while that's not super high, it still doesn't take away from how much fun we all have with it. Guys, we're, we're we are not good with math, so I'm just gonna I'm just well, gonna for the sake of the podcast, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna round I'm gonna just round down for today, and I'll give it also a seven. So it's a unanimous <laughs> okay. seven across the board. So math can be excluded from right from this segment because I'm sure there will be math later on. Okay. Today. Cool. <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, that puts a pin in Ready or Not. I'm hoping that we can play again in the future. I'm hoping that we can get our boy back. I think, well, we got it, what, next week? It, oh, yeah, yeah, it, cha two, it two chapter weeks, two. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, two weeks, uh, no, week from Thursday. Week from Thursday. Uh, yeah. yeah, so it's a it chapter two Thursday night. Then I'll be at HHN Friday and Saturday night. And so that is just one just, uh, just uh, horrifyingly fun few days and then it's my birthday on that monday so what? it's just like this is just like happy birthday know, it's, it's like uh it's like holy week <laughs> oh, that's, the holy week be prepared for a holy week i'm pretty sure you'll hear all about it on twitter from professor horror himself mr rl terry once again you can find all his written content at rlterryrealview.com and make sure to give him a follow and keep up the conversation with him on Twitter at rlterry1 at, at Professor Horror. Oh no! <laughs> I know I might going. have to after you guys. I might have to. I might have to change it now. I'm. Uh, I'm liking that. It's, yeah, we don't need. We don't need that, oh, that one nice anymore. To Hashtag it. Professor Horror. I, I love it. No, actually, the same guy that took RL Terry has Professor Horror. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> hey man, but thank you so much for coming through, bro. We really do appreciate it. So thank you very much for having me, and I look forward to our uh, next conversation. And uh, keep up uh, the great work, you guys. Love seeing the, the growth and just the, uh, the infectiously positive attitudes. And uh, uh, keep it up. And, and I'm uh, very happy to uh, play a, a part in uh, the, 
the episode this week. Next up on our report, we've got the preview for this upcoming week. Finally, things have slowed down a little bit at the cinema. And I'm hoping that Shama can let us know what to be on the lookout for. Actually, the, this upcoming Thursday, we have um, limited release for Britney Runs a Marathon. It will be playing uh, in 65 theaters. And then the week after, with, with Chapter 2, it will be expanded um, nationwide. Uh, we will have the Matrix uh, 20th anniversary playing only in Dolby. They remastered the movie to be Dolby uh, Dolby uh, Atmos. And they, they did not say that it would be Dolby Atmos or not, but I know that they were remastering the sound to do to be Dolby Atmos. You said that's on is that that's on the thirtieth? <clears throat> that's yeah, that's coming this Thursday, the first show at seven PM and it'll be playing in Dolby from seven PM uh, August twenty ninth till uh, the day of be- the, the the same day before it chapter two opens at five PM. Oh god, I, <clears throat> I definitely need to go ahead and try to get mm-hmm. to that. That's what yeah. we know. We don't know like one of the old movies that like not old movies, but movies that have been produced in twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen that were supposed to be released and they did not they did not find a good slot for them. Like the fanatic, like Killer Man, like Official Secrets, like Don't Let Go. All these movies might might be re- uh, played some in, in some limited uh, hmm. locations starting this Thursday. Keep it light. And, and, and is is anybody gonna try to uh, get like a early screening of it is there a press is there a press screen is somebody uh, invited to a press screening how do we get there? yeah there were press screenings like in the past like three weeks Maybe, it yeah. played all around the raleigh area north carolina two weeks ago and there are advanced screenings for general audience on sunday and Monday. i mean monday and tuesday but i will just like wait and watch it and don't be yeah i don't want to cheat myself out of experience yeah i'll tell you what shama will be watching euphoria Oh yeah, I mean the third episode. I know that you guys finished the entire season, but I'm trying to catch up. I'm next sorry. week we should bring you the. It's gonna be a light week, so we'll bring you the Euphoria reports. I look forward to. Hell yeah, I, I finally finished it. I'm gonna keep all of my commentary yep. uh, for next week. So uh, yeah, definitely. I'll tell you what I'll not be sure. seeing. What's that? I will not be seeing the Matrix. What? Bro, not, please not your watch it. Dolby, just like revisit. It's it. not. I I try to. I tried it. Like, I remember the first time I saw The Matrix. But you were like, young at this oh, time. interesting. I liked the no, first one. I, I, tried, to wa- the first I one. tried to watch the first one again a couple years ago. I fell asleep. I was so bored. I was so wow. bored. Bro, you're, so you're, I don't think that you're a sci-fi guy. Is that safe to say? Like, that I'm not a sci-fi guy? Correct. That's interesting. We've never thought about it. Do uh, you like um, Minority Report? I don't even remember it. Okay. Don't like, Do don't like, like Star Wars. Don't I like Star Trek, the J.J. Abrams Star Trek. Those are sci-fi action. Okay. Do you like... Did you see um, Ender's Game? Oh, yeah. Really? I liked Ender's Game. Yeah. You liked Ender's Game? I, mean, I enjoyed it. You liked Ready Player One. Yeah, I liked Ready Player One. Ready Player One is but that's shit. Not, that's, if you don't like Ready, Ready but Player, Player One, it's not, a, it's not a sci-fi. It's most definitely a sci-fi. You like <laughs> Interstellar? No, it's not a sci-fi. Sci-fi, sci-fi is, is specifically has to do with like... Uh, outer Earth, Science like fiction. extraterrestrials, like space. No, nigga, that's space. <laughs> Those are well, two I mean, different things. No, Ready Player One officially from the studio is sci-fi. Yeah, sci-fi. It has a lot of sci-fi in it, but I get what Raul say. It I does know, take I place know. in our world, yeah. and it is realistic so, what they have for in you, it. For you, Raul, sci-fi needs to be outside of Earth. Like Blade Runner is sci-fi. Anyways, we're getting off topic. So no, Raul I, I, does like sci-fi, but it's, it's not all sci-fi. Huh. Very, very interesting. The more and more layers we peel back of Mr. Nevado. More to find out next week on Minority Report. 
But of course, before we move on to next speak, we want to let you know that it's always dope spending time with you guys, the listeners that we love. Please make sure to get at us on all the socials at mreportpod on Insta and Twitter. Make sure to like, subscribe, comment, and share this episode. Please leave us a five-star review. We want to get better and be better. Plus, it helps other new listeners and people that are looking for something fresh to be able to plug in their ears and help us climb up the charts uh, so they can be able to find us. Uh, Raul, please let the people know where to find you. Hey, I'm at the Raul Nevado on Instagram and Twitter because I am the Raul Nevado. The only one. The only one. <laughs> also, I want to... Science fiction has to do with technology of the future. So, yes. Oh, so Ready Player old. One is science. Yeah, it is sci-fi. Yeah. Nice, you know nice. what? That was my mentality. Somebody told me one time, no, sci-fi, like Star Wars is sci-fi and Dune is sci-fi and all those things. And I was like, oh, okay. So, And I think that was in college. I'm pretty sure it was a college professor that told yeah, me. Yes, because it's, they are still sci-fi. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Star a college Wars professor told me, yeah. told me, no, specifically sci-fi has to do with space and technology and space and like other oh, that's worldly definitely things. Because Mad, like, Mad Max, it would be considered sci-fi. Yeah, 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 but it's in the future. Fantasy. So. Yes, they said they said if it has to do on Earth and it's about the future, it's fantasy. What? So they said like yeah. So they said like like uh, Who said Back that? to the Future. Back it, to it... the Future. Back to the Future would be fantasy, not sci-fi. That is the. It's literally wrapped around technology in a time machine. No, I understand what you're saying. It is according who to the definition. Who said that? It better not be who I think it was. I don't remember, but I know it was a professor for sure. Was it? Was it the? Uh, because oh that's why I took it so what? like. Oh, was okay. it? Was it O'Riordan? Ah, he was the worst. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> we don't talk about these things. You know how many times I skipped his class? Shama, oh, where can yeah. we find you? Nowhere. <laughs> Shama, where are you at? Where can the people find you? I'm always available, active all the time on Twitter at Mohammed Shama. M-O-H-A-M-E-D-S-H-A-M-A. Perfect. And Miss Nevado, where can the people know where you're at? At Ezra Photo on Instagram. Perfect. And of course, if you want to be a part of the show, please get at us. If you have a report, let us know. I'm Kobe Mack, and this is yours, Minority Support. Peace.